From the heart of Appalachia, located under a shopping mall near the city that moves mountains, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose and Dirty Dan. Welcome to Here to Chew Bubblegum. I'm Goose. The opening music this week comes to you from Stitch Rivet. And the name of the song was Frankenstein. This week on the show, we're going to feature some of my favorite Elliot and the Spooky Family moments on the show. You know, a few years ago when I realized that I was going to produce and put out the Here to Chew Bubblegum podcast, I contacted Elliot about doing a new segment on the show. Sadly, at that time, he wasn't able to commit, but a few months later it worked out and he came on board with Elliot's articles. Episode 10 of Here to Chew Bubblegum featured the very first Elliot's articles, and in this Elliot's articles, he talks about the men in black. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you may be listening, this is Elliot from the Here to Chew Bubblegum podcast with a special report on the men in black. Now, when I say men in black, most people's minds will jump to Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones defending the universe against various alien threats. But what if I were to tell you that the real men in black may be a sinister group and may actually be the threats themselves? We're going to look at a couple different cases where the men in black intimidated witnesses and made them fear for their life or just destroyed their life's work here on the Here to Chew Bubblegum podcast. There have been men in black encounters recorded as far back as 1940, but the first one that I want to mention to you happened in September of 1976. Dr. Herbert Hopkins was an investigator working as a consultant on a UFO case in Maine. One evening, he got a phone call from someone who claimed that they were an activist in the UFO community, asking if he could visit Hopkins. Hopkins usually wouldn't allow this, but for some strange reason, he said he felt compelled to let this person come and visit him. As soon as he hung up the phone, there was a knock at the door. Now, this was 1976. There was no such thing as cell phones or car phones or bag phones. There was no way a man should have been able to call him and then be at his front door in that short amount of time, but there he was. The man was wearing a black suit and black tie, a black fedora. He had a very, very unusual facial appearance with no hair, no eyebrows, and he was extremely pale and extremely thin. Hopkins's dog began barking the minute the man entered the home. After the guy talked to him for a while, asking him questions about the case. He, he took his gloves and he rubbed them across his mouth. And when he did, Hopkins noticed that his lips smeared. He was actually had painted on lips. They weren't lips with lipstick. They were actual lips painted on his face. 
After he got done with the questioning, the man then did something very unusual. According to the website The Night Sky, the following happened. Quote, The man in black informed Hopkins that there were two coins in Hopkins' pocket, which, to Hopkins' surprise, was correct. The man in black asked him to remove one. Hopkins complied and held the coin, a shiny new penny, in the palm of his hand. The man in black told Hopkins to watch the coin closely. After a few moments, the coin took on a silvery appearance and then appeared to be going out of focus. It then began to fade and eventually disappeared altogether. The man in black informed Hopkins that the coin would never be seen on this plane again. He then inquired as to whether Hopkins was familiar with alleged UFO abductee Barney Hill, Barney Hill of the famous Barney and Betty Hill case. Hopkins replied that he had heard of Hill, but was under the impression that Hill had died in the not-too-distant past. The man in black informed Hopkins that that was correct. He then said, Barney didn't have a heart, just like you no longer have a coin. It should be noted that Barney Hill actually didn't die of heart problems. He, according to the uh, coroner, died of a cerebral hemorrhage. But the man, in back, the man in black gently suggested that Hopkins destroy any material he had related to the UFO case, which he did. Now, it's, it's kind of odd, because like I said before, Hopkins said that there was no way he would usually let a stranger in his house. But he just felt compelled to do that in this case. The last story I have for you tonight, which is more modern, involves Dan Aykroyd. Yes, Dan Aykroyd of Ghostbusters fame. Uh, he was shooting a paranormal show for uh, one of the, you know, Discovery Channel channels or whatever. And in fact, he he was shooting it, and he had just stepped outside to take a phone call from Britney Spears. Yes, hit me, baby, one more time, Britney Spears, who was working on Saturday Night Live and needed his advice. When he stepped out to take the call, he looked over and noticed a black Ford parked across the street from where he was. A tall man dressed like your typical man in black, stepped out of the Ford and stared him down. Aykroyd, feeling uneasy, turned away for just a minute, turned back to look at him, and the man and the Ford had completely vanished. After he finished the phone call, he returned into the building he was at to finish filming his show, and he got a call from the company saying that they were to stop filming altogether, and the show had been cancelled. To this day, Dan Aykroyd says that he thinks that that was a man in black, and the cancellation of his show was a way to punish him for whatever. There are a lot of theories on exactly what the Men in Black are, or what they're actually here for. But one thing's for sure is they usually show up when someone gets too close to the truth, or sees something they shouldn't see. If that's the case, I wonder how long it'll be before Goose, Cronkite, or myself get the visit from the Men in Black. Stay vigilant, listeners. Elliot out. Elliot's article is the very first one in the Men in Black. Man, it doesn't seem that long ago. Uh, on March the 7th, we had our very first roundtable on here at Chew Bubblegum. And Elliot joined myself, Cronkite, and Ned in Bunker Studios for episode 19 of Here to Chew Bubblegum. We come in peace. You have to say it right. Okay. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Greetings. We come in peace. That's better. Okay. We are joined in the bunker today. By the one and only Elliot from Elliot's Articles. Welcome aboard, Elliot. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Elliot from Elliot's Articles. Well, he just does it so smooth. Yes, yes, he it's does. it's awesome to see it in person. Yeah, it, it, it. I have no life outside of this. <laughs> this is all I can do. It, it uh, 
makes me feel not professional doing this now after seeing him work. Well, like I said before, I am a damn hick. I don't know why you people so, let me talk. Yeah, and then he's okay. he's over here like Have you all heard my voice. I've heard my voice. <laughs> I understand why people turn it off. During my my section no. shouldn't be called Elliot's articles. It should be I need to go use the bathroom, and this no. is the perfect time to do it. That's what uh, Cronkite. Hey, that's a good name for your Cronkite's Cardicle, Chronicles. Cardicles. Uh, Cardicles on the uh, midweek show. What is it? The Cronkite. I need to go use the bathroom segment. Why? So that way people can go use the bathroom and let it play. Why don't you just say now's a good time to go to the bathroom? That's he does. It says up next Elliot's articles. That's what it means. <laughs> Uh, we also have Ned join us in the studio. Yellow. For our first ever <laughs> round table. Now, before we go any farther, um, things at the cookie factory this week was... Why are you staring at me? Well, because I told There's you earlier There's two other people in this room. Yeah, but none of us are working out like you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Somebody brown-nosed this week and got moved to a different shift at the cookie factory. So I do now get to see you and work with you some. Some, yes. And I am going to keep you out of the oven. Okay. You can see that chiseledness. Huh? The chiseledness. The chiseled chin. I told you, man, they were taken away by your by your bod. Mm. Rick Rude. Mm. Circa 1988. Well, I like the way you say that. That makes me happy. Nothing else? Nope. Do you Do you like your new schedule at the cookie factory? Meh. Really? Meh. It's alright. He's never happy. Really? Never. I'm a very, I'm a very negative person. Really? Hmm. Well, you know. Uh, so, how did you uh, f- uh, finagle that? Um, uh, I really don't know how that happened. Okay. I really well, don't. Well, we're, we're 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 glad to have you on that shift. Well, I'm I'm happy to be there. I heard that cra- uh, Crazy Amy uh, requested. You not be on her shift. That's why they moved you. That's possible. Okay. Crazy Amy and I got into it. Over what? She tried to get me to pay her hairless cat. I wasn't sure what that meant. So. Well, moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. I think uh, she has a. I think she has a hypo. Help. I think she had a hypoallergenic cat. I think that's what she meant. Um. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week on the show. Like Ned, I said, this is our roundtable. Ned goes, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. I, I went back to you walking in the door with your bag of donuts. <laughs> your cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake donuts in a bag. They're, de- bag. they're delicious. <laughs> How many of those have you ate? Uh, I've had, it's protein. I've had two. Protein. Ned, I'm going to walk on the treadmill later. Ned, how many have you had? I tried one. They're pretty you fantastic. Had five. Five. I did not. Last night you had five. They're four, and they're the size of a quarter, guys. Just let you know. I thought that the bag looked almost empty <laughs> when you brought them in this morning. Uh, yeah, because Ned ate about thirty of them. So you're you're just bringing your leftovers in for me and me and Elliot. I'm pretty sure he said yesterday. Hi guys, I had these left over. Do you want some of these? I can't wait to go home, get in bed, and just blah. Just eat donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what he said. That is what I do in my spare time. I just go home with it. Well, that actually does sound like something you would you would do. That's a fact. So, but uh, going back, uh, this is our roundtable show. Uh, we're going to try to do these every three months or so. Um, 
we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Format will be differently. No questions, or I'm sorry, no listener email or listener text this week. Uh, no news. Mm. And we did have, did you get that email? I the did. guy about the news? He's yeah. like, no, more news. Well, I mean, there's just so much news about UFOs we can do, to be honest with you, or Bigfoots or things like that. It's just not a... Is, just, it, is it Bigfoots or Big Feet? It's a... Um, I think it's Big Feet. Well, it depends on where you're at. Bigfoots you know, Bigfoots Some places it's called Walmart. Some places it's called <laughs> Walmarts. So, so <laughs> Yeti and the Ozark Trail, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the <laughs> but uh, we're going to start out with some question of the week responses. We're not going to have a question of the week this week. Not going to have an Elliot's article. Oh, week. man, why not? We won't be having it next week because we're doing our roundtable. Yeah, but when am I going to go to the bathroom if Elliot's article is this week? Hey, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I won't be able to do that. Don't worry. I'll talk and you can get up and go. <laughs> Everybody will be asleep, so no one will even hear you. <laughs> uh, our question of the week uh, last week was, which is, or I'm sorry, what is one conspiracy theory that you do not believe? You want to start out, Elliot, with reading this one? Uh, one of our listeners, George, says that that even one of them is true. He doesn't believe that even one of them is true. I mean, <laughs> I guess, but why are you listening, George? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, what, what kind of uh, what kind of joy are you getting out of the show here, buddy? He's just a negative person, just like Cronkite. I'm just saying. Go ahead, Cronkite. Cora says definitely got to agree with Flat Earth. So I don't know if she's agreeing that Flat Earth is BS or if she's agreeing that Flat Earth is Flat Earth. But Flat Earth. Yeah, Flat Earth. What? What's your take on flat earth? It's It's stupid. Why? If you believe that the earth is flat, stop. It's not flat. What is a what is a pancake? It's a disc. A pancake is I don't know. What what does this have anything to do with the flat earth? I don't know, but I've never got up in when I was younger and my mom's like, What do you want for breakfast? I want a disc. Well, I'm not saying I never asked for a disc. You just asked what a pancake was. What what should what should have been the correct answer? A flitter cake. You've never heard people call them, the old-timers in our area, call them flitter cakes. No. Elliot, have you heard that? Yep. And I've heard other stuff called that, that as well. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, flitter cake. Let's see. Einstein says. By the, by the way, if you didn't hear, Goose had a new voice this week. Did you hear it? What was that? Your, your impression of I, me. I have all kinds of voices, buddy. <laughs> I thought that was Doodle again. Yeah, it's, it's Doodle, and it's that's Doodle, and it's anybody. Well, see, that he, no, do you want me to do Forrest Gump? No, because it's going to be, hey, I'm Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Forrest, I like Jenny. I, I, mean, I have all kinds of voices. <laughs> Your name's Forrest. Huh? <laughs> uh, Einstein writes, uh, man-made global warming or climate change. Oh, so they think that that's not man-made. Uh, man-made global warming or climate. He, he does not believe global warming or climate change. I see. Okay. Uh, saving the best for last. Ned, what's your first one? Uh, from Mark. He says that Biden and Harris won the election <laughs> fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Elliot, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Bobby says that we did not land on the moon. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> Good, good job, Bob. So, so Bobby does not think we landed on the moon. Email Cronkite there. You guys can talk about it. I Bo- mean, Bobby also probably thinks that the Earth is flat. <laughs> you know, he does sound like one of those people. <laughs> not going to throw you under the bus, Bobby. Keep listening, especially to Elliot's article. Yeah, it sounds right. David, 
David says Democrats eat chi- uh, children and drink their blood. I wouldn't know how to prepare them anyway. Oh, so he's a Democrat. He certainly is. Oh, there you go. There's, there's. Well, we're not, we're not going to talk politics. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of political crap on this one today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Witch Hunt says critical race theory. Now, I have no clue what that is. Have you? Are you familiar with that? No. The critical race theory. I'll have to check into that. Look that one up. uh, Ned? Uh, Mayhem says, It's moving towards what Chan Thomas described in his book in 1965, The Adam and Eve Story, The History of the Cataclysmic. Cataclysmic? Yeah. Cataclysmic. Cataclysmic. That word in 1965. (laughs) (laughs) TN4. You have another one? I, I do, yeah. yeah I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, Kevin says that the CPAC stage was a secret Nazi rune dog whistle designed to make America more racist. Okay. That one's... <laughs> Elliot has saw firsthand this, this, this week some of the some of the you know, out there listeners. I used to feel bad use. when they would send out emails and they would say, Hey, Goose and Cronkite and Ned, and then they'd never mention poor little Elliot. I'm okay with that. It's fine. It's fine. Goose, do you want to do an impression of that German making the... Uh, well, sure, sure. Let me see. If <clears throat> making the dog whistle? Let's see. <clears throat> hey, I'm German. I got a dog whistle here. It's going to make America racist. <laughs> that CPAP was French. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: there is a certain somebody here that can do really good impressions. Elliot. No, it's oh. not Elliot. Oh, it's not at all. Come on, come on, Crunk. John come says on. that no, Bigfoot no, no, is no, the no, only no. creature is only a creature and not supernatural, and at times intertwined with aliens and UFOs. Ah, possible. Now, what kind of uh, uh, impressions can he do? Who can he do? Oh, it's just different stuff. You just—it's like it just randomly comes. It's my different personalities. Come on, oh, man! Right. Come on! No, it's it's uh, I can't I can't do it on cue. It's like it's random personalities. Let's go! <laughs> hey, I'm Goose. This is uh, you're listening here to Chew Bubblegums, and I'm also uh, that sucks. I'm yeah. doing Elliot's art. It's <laughs> Elliot. I'm doing. Uh, I'm Ned. That's actually right close. I give him props on mine. That was good. Let's see. Uh, Lambda. Spot on. You couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> I spot on. Lambda two sixty three says that COVID nineteen came from nowhere. So, hey, you all will enjoy this. Hold on a second. So, all right. So, (laughs) I don't know how this got started the other day, but I was talking to a bunch of people that I work with. And uh, so they go, you know that the the UFO didn't crash in Roswell, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? They were like, it crashed in Corona, Corona, New Mexico. And I was like, okay, so what are you you trying to say? Well, you know that's where this virus comes from, right? (laughs) It's all an alien virus. And I was like, dear God. Dear God, don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> I'm never going to drink none of that Corona beer ever again. That's where you get it. I have never drank it, period. Oh, yes, please. Let's move our microphone. We're just starting out on the show. Are you situated now? I don't know. I'm going to have to duct tape my hands. We're going to have to do something with your hands. I, I can tell you where to put them. Corona. Sit on. Okay, I'm going to be able to talk. Why? <laughs> Corona. I have to work with my hands. I like working with my hands. But we're not in here like doing. You'll be sitting on my hands. I'll sit on my hands. Awesome. I can't get my hands on that far, but all right. <laughs> That's because you're so slow. 
No. You have lifted so much, your arms won't extend because your muscles are so big. His arms are a foot long. In case the <laughs> listeners want to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm disproportionate. <laughs> disproportionate. I can't I can't do this. I, All right. Go ahead. Take your hands out. You're turning red. <laughs> I can't do this. Pretty sure that's a stress that they use in the military to like, torture people. Uh, I want to thank everyone for their response for the question of the week. Uh, again, this week we will not have a question of the response. No listener email, no listener text, as this is our roundtable. Um, you can always contact us uh, by calling, texting, or leaving a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. Or you can email. You can email Goose, Goose at here to chewbubblegum.com. Or you can email myself, Cronkite, at here to chewbubblegum.com. That's Cronkite, C-R-O-N-K-I-T-E. You can also reach the other two guys on this show, Elliot or Ned. You can go here to chewbubblegum at yahoo.com. Please put in the subject line, attention, Ned or Elliot, whoever your question is directed to. Our Facebook page also has messaging, so you can direct message us there. And you had one last email or uh, question Joe, of the week response, didn't you? Yeah, Joey says uh, flat earth. So, see, there's another one. Any responses? Between my guy and... Bobby and that guy over there, Flat Earth, is ridiculous. Nobody said anything about the birds, though. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Nobody did say birds were drones. Everybody believes it. (laughs) The only person who doesn't is Cronkite. (coughs) Yeah, birds are not drones. (laughs) (laughs) He says Uh, that, and there's birds right outside that are spying on us. They're charging. (laughs) They're charging up. We're going to take a short break and come back with segment one, Skimwalker Ranch and Nikola Tesla. Now, I'm looking forward to this Nikola Tesla because we have Elliot here. We have Ned here. We'll have a good discussion. What are we listening to, Cronkite? You're listening here to Chew Bubblegum. Please join us every Sunday. Sunday. Every Sunday. (laughs) I I sit on my hands again. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, Please join us every Sunday for the podcast. Also... Goose, did you know we're going to be on the radio? I knew that. One oh four nine later this month. Uh, please keep and please listen to us, and we'll uh, on Sunday, uh, sep- uh, September, March twenty first. Oh, so we have a date now. Yes. Okay, March twenty first. And welcome back here to Shoe Bubble Gum. My name is Cronkite. That man sitting left of me is Goose. The man sitting to the right of me is Elliot, and across the way there is Ned. Ned, Elliot. Welcome to the bunker. How Thank are you? Thank you. It's, it's good to be here. Yeah, it is. Hello, everybody. My name's Goose. And Goose, of course, with his impressions. Endless, endless impressions. <laughs> he is a hey, treasure trove hey, of impressions. All right, all right. Let, let, let me see your pen. No. No, seriously. Let I me brought see your this pen. in here for a reason. No, here, just just let me see it. I need to write things. Come on. I'm, I'm going to give it back to you. Now, I'm going to do a magic trick. I have a pen and a piece of paper. Watch this. This piece of paper has uh, this. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I already messed it up. I already messed it up. This pen has this, disappeared. This, this pen has turned into a piece of paper, and this piece of paper has turned into a pen. Wow. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> We're going to start out. We'll uh, be right back. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Now, uh, this was a listener request when we first mentioned doing a roundtable. Uh, your friend uh, 
Tanya, Tanya? Friend of the show, Tanya. Yes. yes. Tanya, friend it's of the show. It's Tanya, not okay. Tanya. Sorry, Tanya. sorry. She wanted us to do a segment on Skimwalker Ranch. Uh, briefly, Skimwalker Ranch is also known as the Sherman Ranch. It is a property located on approximately 512 acres in Ballard, Utah. It has a reputation of uh, UFO activity and paranormal site. It was given the name Skinwalker from the Navajo legend uh, meaning vengeful shaman. Now, there is a TV show called Skinwalker Ranch. Has anybody saw that? Yes. I've watched a that's, little bit. That's Cronkite says yes, by the way. Hey, did, did you watch it all? Yeah. What about you, Ned? That'd be a negative. Okay. What did you think about the the television show? I liked it. I thought it was neat. Uh, now, there was some unexplained magnetic stuff and some sightings of um, beams of light that was pretty interesting. Uh, but also, um, there was a gentleman that, I think he was the caretaker for the property, that kept getting, uh, the skin would actually detach from his skull. Skull, yeah. Which was very strange. Hmm. But I, I, overall, I liked the show. Okay. There is a really good documentary about uh, Skinwalker Ranch. It's called Hunt for the Skinwalker Ranch. It's by the same guy who did the um, Bob Lazar documentary. Hmm. If you ever get a chance to watch and that, that what, one's really what good. What was the name of it again? Hunt for, the, Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch or Hunt for the Skinwalker I'll have to Ranch. check that out. I can't remember exactly. But it's, uh, it's, it was really good. It's made by the same guy who did the uh, Bob Lazar one that you all talked about uh, a few weeks ago. It's pretty good. Hunt for Skinwalker. Uh-huh. And there's a book, too, by... Um, that name, George Knapp, who uh, used to cover for Art Bell on, on Coast, Coast to Coast. Coast. He, uh, he was co-author of that book. Yeah, well, well you so. can forget recommending a book to him because he doesn't read. If it's I'll, not on video, It's also on audio book. I read. No, you don't. My name's Goose and nobody reads. <laughs> Whoa, was, was that Doodle? Where did Doodle come from? <laughs> doodle doo <laughs> uh, Anyway, for over 50 years, uh, Skimwalker Ranch has been uh, popularly... Uh, popularly popularly dubbed uh, the UFO Ranch due to its sightings and strange events that has happened uh, over the time. At one time, the ranch was owned by millionaire businessman Robert Bigelow. You've talked about him, Cronkite. I certainly have. And you remember the motel chain that he owned? Budget Suites. There you go. Uh, But Robert Bigelow sold the ranch uh, to... uh, can't think of the guy's name. It was in 2016. Yes, 2016. Was it Brandon? Yeah, it was Brandon so. something. But it was um, to. Um, I thought I had Adam, a, Oh shoot! It was Adam Adamantium. Um, Adamantium holding. It, yeah, they named it after the uh, uh, claws and bones of Wolverine from Marvel Comics. <laughs> We're dealing with a bunch of nerds, guys. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, Robert Bigelow bought the ranch for $200,000. And when he sold it, he sold it for like $15 million. Wow. So, uh, now there was a lot of military stuff there that's uncla- that's that's not unclassified, that's still classified. And there's not really a lot that you can find out about what Robert Bigelow had done and so forth. Um but that area is a hot spot. They've also had animal mutations, uh, crypto creatures, poltergeist activity, and other uh, bizarre f- phenomenon uh, with alarming frequency that dates back many, many years. 
When Bigelow bought the property, he installed his own scientific team to investigate various weird events. The property is now known far and wide as Skimwalker Ranch. Um, let's see. Bigelow and uh, the Defense Intelligence Agency did have a partnership, and the Pentagon funded several uh, programs. Stay inside the lines when you color. Are you talking to me? Yes. Okay. You know the best time to highlight stuff and uh, review show material is when we're actually doing the show <laughs> and talking about what we're highlighting. While you're um, while you're reading uh-huh. over there and doing your thing, instead of me just sitting here and twiddling my thumbs, I'm actually doing. Well, work. you can join in the roundtable conversation. I'm being productive. That's, I don't hear Elliot or Ned talking. That's that's. That's what they were. They were letting me set everything up. So did we he say he doesn't want to hear us talk? I, I was. I was sitting here. I was letting you set everything up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You should set everything up. I'm going to continue <laughs> coloring. Well, uh, again, the program A A W S A P. Man, that's that's long. A A A W S A P. It eventually morphed into a smaller program known as A A T I P. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see, Henry Reed also called Robert Bigelow the so-called hitchhiker phenomenon. Uh, Basically, you've got Robert Bigelow, who is a billionaire businessman, who teamed up with the government. He bought this property for cheap. They've done all kinds of experiments there. They're still classified. And in the TV show, they even touch on some of the class that it's still classified. Uh, I think the new owner before he could buy it, had to go through a bunch of background checks and so forth. Now, weird. Uh, you have Robert Bigelow. Mm-hmm. All right. Million, millionaires, billionaires, they don't waste money, correct? Okay. Now, he's also interested in, in space travel and so forth, as Elon Musk. Why would people that have, if there's no such thing as aliens or unexplainable events, why would why would they spend money to help understand or follow the technology? Are you almost done? Am I hurting you? Yes, you are. Because so I can loud. hear your okay. So through the headphones, I've actually uh, goose. I've actually read a little bit about you know getting ready for today about Skinwalker uh-huh. Ranch, and one of the things I read was that Bigelow himself had um, he got he got into the paranormal and, and and all of this stuff when his son had passed away. And he was looking for a way to try to find to contact his son. So um, rumors about Skinwalker Ranch had been around for years before Bigelow was ever involved in it. Um, When the family that owned it before Bigelow actually bought the ranch, uh, they had stuff that started right off the bat, like Mm -hmm. the the day it happened. Like there was a wolf, a large wolf, that came up to the family and like, was nice around the family, and then all of a sudden attacked one of the cows, and they shot it with a three fifty seven magnum, and it didn't hurt it, and it just walked away. You know, strange things. They would see uh, portals open up on the ranch, and they they would look through. It was nighttime, but they would look through, and on the other side of the portal, it was daytime. You know, weird stuff like that. Well, that's actually what I was highlighting is weird instances that the family. Yeah. They, uh, they had a ton. So all of this, all of this knowledge started getting back to Bigelow, and and you know, of course he's he owns a company now called Bigelow Aeronautics yes. Systems, I think. Yes. And um, 
there's a lot of speculation. Did he buy the ranch because he wanted to figure out how to use that to make some kind of intergalactic, you know, propulsion system or whatever? Or did he buy it because he thought there may be a chance he could figure out a way to contact his son? You know, I think it was a little bit of both because in my research here, what I'm finding is that he actually teamed up with the National Institute for Discovery of Science, uh, and then the organization was later replaced by Bigelow Aerospace. Yeah. Episode 28 was a special surprise episode. Elliot and the Spooky family gathered in the Bunker Studios and had a big announcement. Let's travel back to May 9th, 2021. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum, recorded from a secret location in the city that moves mountains. Greetings. We come in peace. Yeah, as you may notice, we're not Goose and Cronkite. We've taken over. We're taking over, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Who are we? Well, that's a that's a very good question. This is Elliot. I'm here with Gertie, and I'm here with Beagle. We are the Spooky Family. So, uh, Goose and Cronkite couldn't be here this week, so they called in the A-Team. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's it's been fun uh, here with my spooky family, and uh, we, we decided, you know, since Goose and Cronkite couldn't be around this week, for whatever reason, we don't have them locked in a trunk somewhere. Nothing like that, yeah. I promise. At least... To all legal authorities, I promise, we don't have them locked in a trunk somewhere. Nothing nefarious is going on. No, that's right. Nothing nefarious at all is going on currently. But we are taking over for this week and this week only. Uh, once again, I'm Elliot. I'm here with Beagle and Gertie. We are the Spooky Family. You've probably heard us on Elliot's articles, otherwise known as the bathroom break mm-hmm. of the show. But uh, we're here for you all week this week. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be your host while uh, Goose and Cronkite take a little nap inside my trunk. I mean, they're not in my trunk. I don't know where they're at currently. Why? Why are you looking at me like that, Gertie? <laughs> no reason. Okay, I was just making sure. I didn't know. But we want to keep with their format, and of course, every week we always do listener emails. Now. I hate to tell you all, but there's no real listener email in here for the Spooky family. And I find that incredibly sad. I don't know about you guys. I guess it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it is okay. I, mean, I was looking forward to it, but it's, it's okay. fine. It's fine. It is fine. So uh, we're going to read some real quick. Uh, I'll start it out. This is Reed from Kentucky. Hey, Goose, Cronkite, Ned, and Elliot. What are your thoughts on the movie documentary Skyman? If you haven't saw it, I recommend you checking it out. So, has anybody here saw Skyman? No, I've never heard of it. Well, okay. Actually. So, I did a little bit of research into Skyman. And uh, Skyman is actually what we call a found footage movie. And uh, it was... All those creep me out. Yeah, no, it's like (laughs) Blair Witch. It's funny you should say Blair Witch because the guy who wrote the original Blair Witch Project... Wrote this one as well. He wrote Skyman as well, okay. mm-hmm. and it's it's all about a 
person who was abducted when they were little or claims to have been abducted by aliens when they were little and uh they're waiting to see what happens as they grow older so it's it's supposed to be really scary i don't know like i said i've not seen it but uh that's pretty cool uh, something to look mm. forward to so all of you here to two bubblegum listeners if you've not watched skyman which unfortunately we haven't i'm sure goose and cronkite will let you know if they have or not once they get out of the trunk i mean back from vacation <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm sure they'll let you know uh when they hear from you but as for us we've not watched skyman um i'm gonna check the trailer out here after we get yeah, done here. yeah because yeah. i mean it's it looks pretty you know like i said i, I looked it up today it looks pretty good so Thank you, Reed, for the question, and uh, we'll shoot it over to Beagle. Okay. Um, I've got one here from Dixon09. Uh, Dixon09, by the way, is a regular listener of the show. No. I'm, I'd oh, like okay. to say hi to Dixon. I, I never get hello. really a chance. Hello, Dixon. Yes, hello, <laughs> Dixon. I never really get a chance to say hello because I'm on Elliot's articles, and mm. it's always oh. pre-recorded, but, you yeah. know. So, so what's up? So, um, as if he knew, hey, everyone. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Dixon. <laughs> the show is getting better and better. Uh, I love the listener requested topic shows. Um, Elliot is killing it, too. Yes, I'm killing it, not Goose and Cronkite, just it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, keep the ear candy coming. Uh, my question is in regards to technology. Uh, when disclosure uh, does occur, do you think that technology will jump leaps and bounds or do you think it will take time, uh, Roswell? You know, that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's a pretty good question. Uh, Goose is always talking about on the show about how um, there is, there has always been a uh, leap since Roswell happened. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we got Wi-Fi, you know, all that stuff since Roswell happened. That's Hedy Lamar. Yeah, the well, actress. <laughs> man, that's that's actually right. Hitting Lamar helped create Wi-Fi, believe it or not. But um, one of the things that I think I've always heard that uh, our technology is twenty years behind the military. Mm-hmm. That's I mean I've, I've always, always heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always heard that. So uh, if disclosure happens, and I know that Goose and Cronkite all think disclosure is going to happen, I'm uh, I'm a little bit skeptical about disclosure. I, I don't. I think that if there's money to be made in keeping it a secret, it's going to stay a secret. I think more power than money. Well, that too, yeah. I mean, but I, I don't think they have any real reason to disclose anything at the moment. Uh, but let's say they do. Let, let's keep with the question that Dixon's asking. Okay. Um, let's say they do. I, yeah, I think technology will jump because I mean, once we know that there are people out there who've traveled all over the all over space or all, all or through the universe, dimensions, the known yeah. universe, and not, I guess. Yeah. So we're gonna definitely be looking for. Uh, we're definitely gonna be looking for new technology as far as that goes. So yeah, I think I think Dixon. Uh, I think we'll see a big jump. Um, and in regards to that, also you know, partial disclosure might be a way to kind of keep everyone semi-happy without really fully letting you know what's right yeah I well mean, they can disclose that they think that there's something that is not of this world but then they can downplay their knowledge of it absolutely and you i know, think that's probably what's going to happen yeah. honestly goose has talked about before how um you know they've changed the wording it's no longer ufos really it's mm-hmm. more a uap ufos i've heard that term what does that stand for Un- unidentified aerial phenomena 
Okay. Well, I guess that's more so, of a blanket term. So the it. government can the government can say, <clears throat> you know, there's no such thing as unidentified flying objects. We've told you that, but now we're starting to see this unidentified aerial phenomenon. And it's really just semantics. I mean, it's yeah. the they can same say thing. that it's you know it's light refracting that way, or gases, say, or like, you know, or is that two different classifications of something? Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just a broader term they it, can okay. use. Okay, it's like, not like a more severe case would be an unidentified flying object. It's like one category I'm in is fat. The other category is big boned or obese or or, or obese, morbidly so. So I mean. But you can see, like, just it's just a different name for the same thing, you know. So. Semantics. Semantics, right? All right, Gertie, you're up. All right. <clears throat> Donna from Tennessee. Hey, Donna. Hey, hey Donna. Donna. <laughs> she writes, "Hello, guys. I'm packing my bags and supplies. I'm getting away for a few weeks, and so glad that I can take you guys with me. I'm going to stay in my cabin." It's a three-story cabin with a jacuzzi on the back porch. I need it. <laughs> God bless you, Donna. <laughs> you stay safe. We all need it. Pay attention and be vigilant. Something bigger than this COVID is coming. Take care of each other. Be kind. I love you guys. Roswell. Donna, thank you. That I mean, we love you, too. We love all of our listeners. And, uh, you know, if you want to privately email me the address, the Spooky family will show up <laughs> and use that jacuzzi. Uh, we, we don't mind a bit. No, I. You know, uh, if you read, if you read on the internet, there's a lot of people out there who think that COVID nineteen may just be the start of something really crazy. I don't know. I think we're already there. <laughs> you think? I mean, you think this is the epitome? The. I think in our area, I don't think we we realize the global impact of it. Right now, it's hitting it's hitting India and it's doing some oh, it's horrible, terrible, in terrible things yeah. to India. Yeah. So. Um, they just don't have supplies or resources, and there's so many people. So, I mean, uh, it's not over, unfortunately. No, I, so. I don't think it's over. I just think that, I don't know, guys. I, I, is this, I, I know what she's saying. Like, it, it's just, it, you can kind of feel it in the air. Yeah. There's something else that's going to hit. And I, I, know, I don't know what it is. Um, we'll see. And I hope it's nothing. Disclosure. <laughs> Yeah, well, it could be disclosure. It yeah, could very they well be tied disclosure. into each other, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's. You'll notice a lot of things with this show is synchronicity. I tried to correct you, they couldn't do it. <laughs> that's okay. Look, everybody corrects me, and I'm used to it. So, but that's it. <laughs> Let's move on to my next email. This is Corey from Kentucky. Hey, Goose and Cronkite, I have a question to ask. Does anyone know anything about the gray aliens causing cattle, mutila- cattle mutilations? I've researched this recently, and I'm led to believe that any cattle mutilations is related to the gray aliens. I'm curious if you have ever heard of this, or if any of your listeners have. I'll listen for your answer. Well, Corey? <laughs> is, that, is it going to that theory that there's two different ones? There's two different um, aliens. There's... Um, there is the ones that they refer to as the small uh, uh, green ones with maybe a longish ears, kind of like the Hopskinville goblins. Yeah, those those little guys. But then there's also <laughs> the other ones where they they say that there are the tall grays. Yeah. They're, I mean, they seem to be, they get tied with a lot more, um, more mischievous, mean type. Well, not mischievous, just flat out. Maybe? You know. 
bad stuff. What what is that? More experimentations. More experiment. It's possible. Uh, um, I mean, it, it's terrible things, but it seems um, scientifically inquisitive, like anatomy wise, or. So, full disclosure, Gertie and I have been watching uh, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch lately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... um, Awesome. By the way, dragon, really? No. Anyway. Uh, It's hard to take a show serious when the head of security is a guy named Dragon. Dragon. But it's still a pretty good show. And there's this one episode with uh, Linda Moulton Howe where uh, they've found a cow on... You have to describe who she is. Well, Linda Moulton Howe is one of the (laughs) big experts on... um, Cattle mutilations, animal mutilations across the country, uh, UFOs and all that good stuff. Um, they, they talk about how this cow is has become sick and the herd has left it and moved to another area. And they, they have videotape of the cow lifting its head up and in the background you can see something in the sky. I'm not going to say it's a UFO or UAP. But it's a saucer. It's, it's something. <laughs> and uh, she says that you know, it's very, very possible that th- this is what happened. Now, uh, they tell a story about how uh, uh, an Alabama college student says that if a animal is hit by lightning, predators will not eat that animal because, you know, it's the meat is cooked or, or whatever. And then later on, uh, one of the ranch hands says that it's been like a month since that cow died and he's been out there and no predator has touched that cow. As far as cattle me, I don't know if that really connects, but it's really what stood out in my head. Yeah, I think, I think cattle mutilations, if they are true, like, and we, we know they are, um, if aliens are involved, yeah, it's probably, probably the grays. Yeah, it's the grace. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, it's the it's yeah, the grace. Yeah, it's the grace. It's the grace. It's for sure the grace. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thank you for that question, Corey. Um, we're not exactly the alien experts uh, of this bunch. We're more. I want to can believe. You tell? Yeah, I and want, no more. I want to believe, but um, <laughs> right now, unfortunately, it's like Starship I, Troopers. I can't. Would you like to know more? <laughs> press here. Uh, Let's press here. Knock <laughs> knock. <laughs> Thank you, Mars Attacks. Um, we're, we're more ghost-oriented over here, and uh, that's why we're the spooky family. But, you know, aliens and conspiracies are a big thing that we're into, too. We're just not as well-versed. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're a listener out there and you know anything about the gray aliens and cattle mutilations, please write in and let us know. All right, Beagle, you're up. Okay, this is Lisa from Ohio. Hey, uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Um, uh, hello here to Chew Bubblegum. Uh, you guys are very entertaining and make and make me think. Roswell, just a nice, sweet. Oh. And yeah, and I mean, I hope we do make you think. You know, um, everybody has their own beliefs, but mm-hmm. I think it's good if you are open-minded. And I think that's what Goose and Cronkite, you know, really bring to the table is that, you know, before this all started, I would never have given any credence to uh, Trump or any member of Trump's family (laughs) being a time traveler. Mm -hmm. But uh, ever since their Ingersoll Lockwood episodes, you know, there's something to that. I don't think it's Trump or, you know, his immediate family, but there's something to it. And I just don't know what it is. So, yeah, I completely understand. Completely understand. All right, Gertie, you're up. Okay. We have Paul from Tennessee. He says, I have a medical question. 
Monday, I got the first Pfizer COVID vaccine. <laughs> I've been feeling achy and run down since yesterday. It feels like a mild flu. What do you guys think I should do? Roswell. Well, <laughs> first of all, we cannot give out any medical advice on this show. But I can tell you that I, too, have taken both uh, COVID vaccinations. Uh, mine was Moderna, not, not Pfizer. Um, and I can tell you the first one, my arm hurt very, very badly. <laughs> the second one, I was pretty much on the couch for two full days. Did not feel like getting up. Did not feel like moving. But after that, it has been, it's been pretty good. Like, well, um, you know, say thank you to modern medicine. Thank you, modern a, medicine. <laughs> that's an and immune I, response. That's what I know that we've, I know that we've got people out there who just heard me say that, and they're like, oh, he's a sheep. He took the vaccine. But, you know, I have family members that are extremely sensitive to uh, lung diseases. And so anything I can do to help keep them from, you know, expiring <laughs> early is I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's um, clinical terms. Well, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. But uh, in, in response to Paul. Yes. Paul, you know, the CDC has a lot of stuff online. You know, aha, the CDC. I'm sorry. But. That would be the go-to person to look for, you know, to to see online what you can expect or not. And then really, you know, probably see your family provider. Yeah, absolutely. Your primary care provider. And listen, <laughs> If man, you have concerns. Listen, if you've not already turned it off and discussed, if you're still <laughs> listening to the program, uh, we absolutely hope you're feeling better. And uh, <laughs> we hope you're around with us for a long time, big guy. So uh, thank you for writing in. All right, and I'll keep do, your appointment for your second yes, shot. Yes, keep your appointment for your second <laughs> shot. Um, this is Adam from Virginia. Hey, Goose, Cronkite, and Elliot, you guys are great. I'm a new fan, and I love the show. I don't care what anyone says, UFOs are real. They do exist. My grandfather used to work with NASA in the 60s. That is awesome. Oh, buddy. That is, wow. that is awesome. Okay. <laughs> he passed away a few years ago, but some of the things that oh. he told me are mind-blowing. I'm going to go ahead real quick. This is not in the email. <laughs> Please email us and tell us some yes, of the few things. Please, we won't can. put your name in it. Oh, wait. I've already said it. Adam from, Adam from Virginia. But we How many Adams live in Virginia? That's true. Exactly. Just, figure that out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll share a quick story with you guys. In 1969, man did land on the moon. Well, we actually have oh, a pretty okay. good little story coming up in segment two that uh, maybe that's not the case. But we believe you, Adam. We're just, we're just presenting the story. Um, they stepped on the surface only to find evidence of someone or something had already been there. My grandfather didn't say what. Anyway, once back, everything else was filmed in a soundstage in Los Angeles. That kind of ties into what we're going to talk okay. about. My grandfather wouldn't say anything else in regards to this story, but did say that we haven't been back to the moon since, and this was the reason why. So listen, that is awesome. First of all, it's just awesome that you have a grandpa who worked for NASA. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> at uh, the most uh, banging time, which is yeah, that's the that's the that's best like, time to work at NASA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. So uh, listen, I'm going to go ahead and give the invitation because Goose and Cronkite are not are not here. Please call in. Yeah. Talk to us. Email us. Do whatever you need to do because though that's we are very, 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 very. Can I say very anymore? Interested in your story, sir. So please call in and let us know. All right, Beagle, you're up. All right. 
This one comes from Terry. Um, hey, Goose Cronkite, uh, Ned and Elliot. Uh, do you think the government or other governments will release more pics and videos of unknown UAPs this year? Well, I guess it also ties to the previous email. Also, hi, Terry. Yes, hi, Terry. <laughs> hi, Terry. From and, uh, wherever you are. I mean, I, yes. I know. And, yeah, I believe I believe they will. If if we really are getting disclosure, which, you know, I'm not 100% sold on disclosure, but if we are getting it, you're going to see more and more releases as we go to, to try to soften people up. Yeah. It's yeah. just like how we were talking that they might slowly give you a little bit just to, you know, you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to just, you know, you want to ease into the, <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting in a hot tub, you know. I just hope it's not at like. At the cabin. If you're getting in the hot tub in the cabin. Yeah. You're going to dip a toe in. <laughs> yeah. If, I don't know. When, Don, when Donna goes when to the I cabin, ju- she's dipping I, a toe in. Yeah. When I jump into the pool, though. Remember, Donna, we're available to help with that. That's a personality trait, though. <laughs> That's true. I mean, That's you true. don't want to be the lobster that they put in the pot and then slowly turn the heat up and you don't realize it and can't get out either you know what i'm saying like that's what disclosure is i think if it's true where are we gonna go oh we're a part of an intergalactic (laughs) society (laughs) well i mean you never know guys i'm just throwing it out there again ghosts are my thing um is it gonna be like green lantern court it could be be. (laughs) all right um gertie you got one more email and then we'll go all right this one is a personal email Uh uh-huh uh gertie from kentucky Ooh. okay Elliot is handsome. Oh. I like him a lot. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. And I think we can all three agree that Gertie is right and that oh, Elliot is very handsome. I, I don't think it's that Gertie. Oh. We've been married for a while and I've, she's never said I was handsome. Yeah. Hot is what she uses for that. Yep. <laughs> Anybody who knows me is going, oh my goodness. Right <laughs> all right, guys, listen. So we are uh, through with our listener email for the week. If you want to call, text, or leave a voicemail for anybody at Here to Chew Bubblegum, you can do that at 606-373-3396. Once again, that is 606-373-3396. If you want to email, you can email Goose at Goose at Here to Chew Bubblegum.com. Cronkite is available at Cronkite at Here to Chew Bubblegum.com. If you want to get a hold of Ned or myself, Elliot, or any of the Spooky family, you can also do that by putting our name in the attention uh, subject line, you know, attention Ned, attention Elliot, attention Gertie, attention Beagle, and you can send that to here to chew bubblegum at yahoo.com. So please, guys, once again, you know, uh, if you want to reach out to us, reach out to us. We'll try to answer your questions. If, uh, if, if Goose and Cronkite won't do it, I try to answer some on Elliot's articles every chance I get. Um, thank you all for the emails this week. It's been a pleasure reading those. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to look at Back to the Future and conspiracies involved in that movie. Stick around. Let's talk about segment one, guys. And in this, it's uh, Back to the Future. Now, everybody here has watched Back to the Future, am I right? Yes, no, multiple times. What happens? They actually. <laughs> go, I'm sorry. Are we being sarcastic? Or? They go back no. to the past. Well, here's something to throw your head around, real quick. Okay. This was made in 1985. They went back in time to 1955, which yes. is 30 years. Yes. We are past that point 
on going the opposite direction. It has been over thirty years since that movie came out. It's like thirty six. Yeah. So if we made a if we if oh they, my god yeah, if we, if they redid Back to the Future right now, instead of us going back to the fifties, if we followed the same process, they would go back to nineteen eighty five, and that is considered the glorious past. No, ninety one actually. Well, I mean, years. yeah, but you oh know, my! How, how do you I feel know. about that? That's uh, one. Uh, it makes me feel incredibly uh, young. <laughs> wow, is that a personal attack against the other two people in this room? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, yeah. I, all of a sudden, we might need to get Beagle neutered. <laughs> That's such a bad joke. It is. I'm sorry. Any dogs out there listening, we apologize. We're so Mm -hmm. sorry. All right. Let's talk about Back to the Future, guys. Let's talk to it. So, uh, this is from an article called Back to the Future Predicted 9 11 and Four Other Crazy (laughs) Conspiracy (laughs) Theories. Hey, I'm. Hey. This is by. He's signing it. (laughs) This is by Beatrice Verhoeven, and it was from October 21st, 2020. So just oh, last okay. year, okay. okay, right during the pandemic, we had to have stuff to talk about yeah. and during the pandemic. She, okay, what happened is people Beatrix, got to really. Beatrix know. did. She did a marathon one night. Yeah, she yeah. had a whole bottle of Pinot, mm-hmm. and she was like, "You know what? I want to watch everything starting All to connect, back to man." The <laughs> that Marty McFly, he sure does remind me of an American hero. And I want to hang out with Beatrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so. she's. She's definitely got something going on here. So let's let, let, we're not going to go over all those four other crazy conspiracy theories, just the 9/11 and uh, one other one that I found. But so Back to the Future foresaw the 9/11 attacks. One fan theory claims that the film actually predicted the September 11th attacks on in multiple scenes. In the first movie, the clock reads 9:55 p.m. at one point. A clear indication for some fans that the film predicted 9-11 because the clock's hands point to a 9 and to an 11. What do y'all think about that one? Okay. No. Yeah. Hot take. But it's clear. No. It's... I believe Is this like when when it's save the clock tower... Save the clock tower. No, I think it's... Is this when it's broken? No, I think it's the first shot of it functional. When he goes... You know, I'm not really sure. We probably need to Probably like 55, I bet, when it was fun. It probably is. Okay. (laughs) Um, In a second scene in which Marty McFly is ambushed in the Twin Pines Mall parking lot, the fans point out that the shooting takes place in a location that contains the word twin in its name. Naturally, he connects that to the fact that Al-Qaeda chose the Twin Towers for their terrorist attack. Oh, my God. No. Doc needed plutonium? Right? Uran- was it plutonium I think or it's uranium? Plutonium. I can't remember actually. It's been a long time since I've watched it. He needed it for the flux capacitor. Yes. Right. Right. I'm, I'm By the way, there's cr- a theory okay. that the flux capacitor is all about uh, the birth process of humans because it looks like a uterus. But I'm not going to go into that one. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, Twin Pines Mall is just a visual sight gag if you pick up on it because in the 80s, when before before he goes, you know, to the past. It's Twin Pines Mall. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Sorry. There's two pines, you know, or many pines or whatever, you know, at that point. And he goes back to the 50s when he's mm-hmm. the spaceman in the barn and he runs through the you mean farm. Darth Vader. Well, that's his dad's take. Yeah. You know, I mean, but. <laughs> well, that's what he called himself, though, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. 
I don't know, guys. <laughs> but he runs over one of the trees, and then it becomes Lone Pine's Mall. Yeah. When yeah Lo- Lone Pine Mall or something just like, like that, when he comes back. Just so. like there's one world tower right the now. There's one tower. Oh, my God. That worse. was actually part it of it. It got worse. I shouldn't have tried to explain oh, okay, it. So I'm that sorry. Was, okay. Yeah, that was part of it. Um, I, Go ahead. Go ahead, Beagle. I'm, I'm just kind of baffled. But it is crazy. I, I really think it is crazy. Um, the amount that I feel like people can draw from anything yeah. Yeah. is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's very ridiculous. Um, I mean, I have heard of some pretty credible, in my opinion, which, I mean, I guess it's all subjective. But Well, I mean, if you want to get a credible 9-11 was predicted by some form of entertainment, look at the, the television series The Lone Gunman. It, it was a spinoff of X-Files. The Simpsons. Well, there is The Simpsons. <laughs> but that's but a whole other... We could do a whole show about just The Simpsons and what they predicted. But in The Lone Gunman, the final episode of The Lone Gunman, which, like I said, spinoff of The X-Files, a uh, there's a terrorist attack against the Twin Towers where they take over planes and try to crash them into it. I promise. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was released... I want to say a couple of years before, uh, before you know the actual event actual happened. Two thousand one. Yeah. Um, final part of this one of the Back to the Future foresaw the nine eleven attacks. Uh, the person on Reddit also notes that turning the clock of the Twin Pines Mall sign around when he does come back, it read one sixteen a.m. But if you turn it upside down, it becomes nine eleven. And if I times it by four, it becomes my lunch number. I mean, you know, you what still saying? remember your lunch number? That's awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. I miss school. I lunches. am actually young. <laughs> At least we're not as old as Goose. That's, <laughs> that's that's and Cronkite will back us up on that if he ever gets out of my trunk. I mean, I'm back from vacation. Mm. All right. So here's the second Back to the Future crazy conspiracy theory. Um, back to the Future two. Predicted Donald Trump's run as president. Okay. I like this one. I have actually... I remember <laughs> watching the movie and commenting on that fact uh, mm-hmm. that it's reminiscent yes. uh, without reading this article. Now, this I is, mean, do I actually think it was purposeful or just think they well, were... You know, he had aspirations and was, a, you know, a famous he, mogul yes, for a while. Absolutely. So. This comes from an when the, article. When the movie was filming, filmed and written. I yes, guess and, I'll, and I'll go into that right now. But this is from an article called Believe It, Back to the Future Predicted Trump's Run. And this is from Andrea, Andrea Mandel in the USA Today. Okay? So, in the midst of celebrating the arrival of the future, this was released on uh, October 21st, 2015. I think that's the date that they traveled to the future and back oh, to the yeah. future. Um, in the midst of celebrating the arrival of the future, one unbelievable tale has emerged. Back to the Future 2 actually predicted Donald Trump's current presidential campaign. Yes, you heard me right. Back to the Future 2 screenwriter Bob Gale, who's also a pretty famous comic book writer, he's wrote, he's wrote a couple of comic books, oh, cool. told the Daily Beast that Marty McFly's arch nemesis, the wealthy villain Biff Tannen, who turns his fortunes, among them a casino, into a quest for political power was, in fact, truly based on the Donald. Based on Donald. The Donald. So the the, the writer of the movie... He... He has. He did that. Yes. It was purposeful. He has admitted that he he was based on 
Donald Trump. Now, there, there's a couple of clues. So if you watch part two again, and there's a scene where Marty confronts Biff in his office, and there's a huge portrait of Biff on the wall behind Biff, yeah. <laughs> just yes. like in Donald Trump's actual office in Trump Tower in New York. And there's one moment where Biff kind of stands up and takes exactly the same pose as the portrait. Yes, he had actually saw Donald Trump do that on his television show, The Apprentice. And he thought, wow, that's that's very that's a very narcissistic point of view. And uh, what? The Apprentice came out after. No, 2015 is when oh, is when he, he when that okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, when the article. Came but you out. meant like a, <laughs> no, 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 no. He connected. He said that. I'm sorry, he said my brain even he, <laughs> even he was shocked by that okay. part. I should have mentioned that. Sorry. Is that yes? He was even shocked by the fact that he had saw that exact thing happen on The Apprentice, and he wondered if Donald Trump didn't base a little bit of The Apprentice <laughs> Donald Trump on Biff Tannen, on, okay. on even Biff though Tannen. Biff Tannen was based on Donald Trump. Donald, Donald Trump, Trump, which wow, is weird. Wow, that's a... Yeah. In clue number two, <laughs> in the 1989 sequel, Biff uses the profits from his towering casino to help shake up the Republican Party before eventually assuming political power himself. In what becomes a lawless, dystopian wasteland, Biff encourages every citizen <laughs> to call him America's greatest living folk hero. Oh, I remember the thing that Marty watches. Yeah. yeah. And, and Gail, says, Gail says, that's yeah, Donald Trump is exactly what we were thinking of when we wrote this character. Now, he says there are a ton of visual clues in the movie. The hairstyle. Of yeah, Biff, of course. Oh, it's a comb over. Yeah, it I looks, think about it's supposed that. to yeah. look identical to Trump. Uh, Biff has a. Oh, oh, Biff has a comb over yeah, too. In a way. Biff has a tower <laughs> called the Pleasure Palace. You know, alliteration <laughs> PP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's twenty-seven stories. Trump Tower. But Trump PP. has a thirty-seven story tower called Trump's Tower, and it's a uh, it's basically a narcissistic tribute to himself, just like Donald Trump, you okay. know, supposedly was. So I mean. Yeah, I, I can kind of see, you know, Bob, you know, Donald Trump at the time was was a huge, famous person in the eighties. Yeah. Like he was, he was big time, and everybody knew Donald Trump. And uh, I could see where they would get that from. Yeah. So, good job, Bob Gale. I guess. What do y'all yeah. think? Um, one of the more I thought was going to be in there uh, was just the fact that, which I guess it technically wasn't like that, but so. He, 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 from the future, brought the, uh, was it the sports almanac almanac back? Yeah, the almanac. To make his fortune. Yeah. Which, the older version of him kind of helped him with his... Yeah. Remember he said... Kind of like how Donald Trump's father was the reason why he... Yeah. You know, got into the whole uh, properties. Yeah. And if you really want to get into it, like... If Goose and Cronkite were here, I'm sure one of them would the have Ingersoll picked Lockwood up. Stuff. The Ingersoll yeah. Lockwood stuff. It's yeah. a time traveler who has helped make him famous somehow, some way, and it's it's pretty crazy. Also, in it, it's a uh, they also I didn't put this in the uh, in my notes, but the uh, author also talks about how there's various pictures of him with different women, uh, just like. Donald Trump, you know, has had mm-hmm. multiple wives and, and all that stuff. And it, we're not a political show, guys. If you're out there going, oh, they're just knocking, they're just knocking Donald Trump. We don't. We're not. We don't. Huh? We could really, That's just where the wheel landed. Yeah, we we're not. It. We're not very. <laughs> we're not week. political at all. I promise, we're not. But uh, it's just, I thought it was pretty interesting, especially given what we know about Ingersoll Lockwood, especially you know with the time travel aspect and stuff. To think, you know, and and there's another connection. I've actually talked to Goose about this before, but. Uh, Spielberg was a uh, 
big he was a producer right am mm-hmm. i correct about that gertie I was, yeah, yeah gertie was. is our movie historian she knows pretty <laughs> much everything about movies um but you know there is that connection with ronald reagan where reagan supposedly uh when they uh showed et he was either et or close encounters of the third i can't remember which one mm-hmm. but uh reagan leaned over to spielberg and said there's only a handful of people in this room who know how true that this movie is so Spielberg, you know, had inside the inside scoop on a lot of stuff. So maybe maybe this Ingersoll Lockwood connection is true. Who knows? I don't know. But let's finish it out by talking about a, a little Easter egg from uh, Back to the Future 3. <laughs> I love Back to the Future 3. I do too. It's, yeah. I, I know it's wildly accepted as the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is it Tom Wilson, the actor that plays, uh, plays Biff? Biff. And yep. mm-hmm. He is so good in that one, I feel like. It's mm-hmm. just unpopular. I guess maybe right. a, an opinion that's not widely known, but I just think he's just an awesome Western bad guy in that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mad Dog Biff Tannen. Yeah, yeah Mad Dog Or Tannen. Buford. Mad Dog Buford. Yeah, he goes, don't yeah. call me Mad Dog. Bad guy in <laughs> general. Really, uh, just he's just fantastic. And it's a, oh, yeah, you you it's hate a, him when he's yeah. 50s Biff. You hate yeah. him when he's old man Biff. You and hate when, him when he's... Um, when Marty the, goes back to the future, or goes the back hoverboard. to... When Marty goes to the future, and yeah. he's playing the video game in the 80s cafe, he's playing uh, the Western-themed uh, video game, and the character that he shoots is actually Mad Dog... I never paid attention to that. Yeah. It's oh, pretty cool. neat. Yeah. Pretty I know neat. he takes the gun from Elijah Wood. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Elijah Wood is in that movie. Yeah. yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's the kid that's, you know, that's oh. playing it. And he takes the gun from him and plays. Yeah. Cronkite actually has a hoverboard. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Believe it or awesome. not. Yeah. Anyway. But so. does it have power? No, it doesn't have power. <laughs> power. It's a bulldog. Um, it's a bulldog. <laughs> So, you keep it. I got a bulldog now. <laughs> let's let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to Back to the Future Three real quick. So there is a scene in Back to the Future Three where Marty and Doc are in a barn, and uh, there's a huge machine going crazy in the background. And you find out later that that's a refrigerator. You is know, that the or, ice maker. Yeah, it makes it makes a little part. block of ice. But uh, <laughs> Doc Brown drops a, a little bit of a little tidbit that I'd never seen that I never noticed before until the last time I watched it. Uh, when he talks about his family coming to America, he says that he had to change his family changed the name to Brown from uh, von Braun, uh, so which connects him to Ver- Werner or Werner von Braun, uh, one of the Nazi scientists that we that America brought over during, after World War II and uh, Operation Paperclip. So, um, yeah, the time frame doesn't. Re- I mean, like, I get what they're doing. Hey, well, but it, Doc would, to, in theory, be so, as old as Werner von Braun. Well, do we know how old Doc is? Well, I mean, if Doc no. is from our the present, let's, oh, we're getting into tangent. This tangent, nineteen eighty-five. Right. <laughs> we don't know how old Doc is. Yeah, that's true. I guess. But. I mean, Doc looks the same in nineteen eighty-five and nineteen fifty-five and the future. He looks. He looks. Well, did did he, did. Jules or Vern. Jules Vern. Uh, is that yeah. is that Werner von Braun's? Uh, it's uh, you know that would great great grandfather and then with his with his kid. Uh, yeah. Does, does anybody remember the um, where he makes the lewd gesture? The if you're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> himself, but uh, I actually <laughs> read that that was debunked. Uh, that that was it's actually. Not, I've seen it. it no, happens. no, it, it it happened. It made it through. Yeah. But it yeah. was the child actor. 
trying to tell someone that he had to go pee. Now, yeah, oh, well, God I'm bless sorry. him. But now it's been took <laughs> He's so older many than me different now, ways. Too, that, you know, yeah, if you're out there listening, we're sorry. When you yeah. gotta go, you gotta go. But yeah, I thought those were some neat Back to the Future little little pieces of trivia that uh, our listeners might like. You never know. Uh, but Back to the Future is a great movie. Uh, I know two episodes ago, uh, Goose had talked about he really wanted to uh, call the, uh, the podcast. He didn't want to originally call it Here to Chew Bubblegum. He wanted to call it uh, Wait a Minute, Doc. You know, as a quote. Are you from, trying to tell me trying? that you <laughs> built a time machine out of a DeLorean? I, listen, so and and you know we talk <laughs> about time travel so much on here to chew bubblegum. I thought it fit. Thought it fit in pretty good. Mm-hmm. Thought it fit in pretty good. I liked it. But uh, stay tuned, guys. We are going to Elliot's articles next, um, and then we have a huge Elliot-related uh, announcement at the end of this show. Uh, please stay tuned. Goose and Cronkite have been talking about it for a while. Um, Cronkite thinks I'm a time traveler. I don't know why. I mean, he's in love with a puppet, so I don't think he really has room to talk about my secrets. I'm just (laughs) saying. Now, we are getting ready to close out the show, but uh, like I said earlier, and like Goose and Cronkite have been uh, hinting at in the last couple weeks, there is a pretty big announcement that I'm getting ready to make. Um, We... uh, the Spooky family, uh, you know, we are a legitimate family. We all are related to each other. And uh, it was funny because uh, Gertie and Beagle had, had like a day or two off. And I had a day or two off. And I had to record in Elliot's articles. And I was like, hey, you guys want to jump in on this? And both of them were like, no, not really. You know, I don't really want to do it. I'm sorry, I had you. I don't like the sound of my own voice. Yeah, yeah. That was a nightmare. Thank you. <laughs> don't make me do it. Yeah, and and that's pretty much what that's pretty much what happened. But um, I, I asked them to jump on. They did, and we, you know, they kind of liked it, and I thought we did pretty good. And um, I've been talking to Goose, and I've been talking to Cronkite, and uh, we are wanting to expand a little bit. So for the first time, um, unless you've accidentally stumbled across it on Spotify. Uh, or you're from the future. Or you're from the future. Uh, we have, we're actually starting our own podcast, which will be a sister podcast to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We are in no way, you know, leaving our connections with Goose and Cronkite. Uh, we love them. We love this show. Uh, but we will be doing our own show. So without further ado, I want to play for you our first trailer for our new show. The Spooky Family Podcast. Take a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot, Gertie, and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, serial killers, conspiracy plots, and beyond. The Spooky Family Podcast premieres July 1st, wherever you find and listen to quality podcasts. (laughs) So, yep, uh, that's the big announcement. And if you are a fan of Elliot's articles, uh, The Spooky Family... Uh, we've not really worked out yet if Elliot's articles will be staying with Here to Chew Bubblegum or if we're going to move it wholesale over to uh, the Spooky Family Podcast. I will say this. Um, 
I want to thank Goose and Cronkite right now for bringing me in on this. Um, it was always a dream of mine. I know that sounds weird, but it, it was always a dream of mine to work in radio somehow. Uh, I don't have the voice for it. Most people out there will tell you that. Uh, my accent is horrible. <laughs> I'm a little high-pitched, and I'm a little breathy. But, um, you know, I've always been in love with the medium of radio, and uh, I always wanted to do something with it. And Goose approached me pretty early on, and uh, I have a job that, uh, you know, I, I keep my name hidden for a reason. Um, and I didn't know what to do, and I was busy, and, and then, you know, later on, another position came open on the podcast, and I jumped at it, because, you know, you don't get offered something that's been a dream of yours twice and turn it down twice. So uh, I jumped at it, and I'm really glad to say that uh, now I have my family with me, uh, and we are going to try to do this on a weekly basis. Uh, like I said, we're more ghost and spooky side oriented. We will cover a conspiracy every now and then, and we'll probably cover you know serial killers every now and then. And um, heck, Beagle is going to try to explain anime to me, and I'm going to be honest with you, that's going to take a lot because I don't have a clue about anime. <laughs> Yeah, this, we're pretty excited about that segment. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's going to be Beagle called... Beagle Explains. Beagle Explains Anime. We're going to try to have a uh, different person on every week um, from our community, uh, some of our friends. Um, I've been talking to some local ghost hunters. They want to be on. Uh, we'll talk to them. Um, you know, we're just going to try our best to bring you, like the tagline says, a lighter look into a dark world. And uh, we hope you enjoy it, and we hope you join us for the ride. And uh, once again, I cannot stress enough how Here to Chew Bubblegum will always be home. It's it's a great podcast. Goose and Cronkite do an excellent job. Ned is an excellent guy. And, like, these guys are excellent in real life, too. Um, I, you know, I've had the pleasure of, of recording with them in Bunker Studios, and uh, it's... Uh, it's just something I uh, something I enjoy, and uh, now I get to do it, like I said, with my family, and, and it's it's going to be a fun time. Um, so, with that being said, Goose and Cronkite will be back next week, and they want me to tell you that the next roundtable is coming. And, uh, you know, so get in your suggestions for topics now, if you want to... Get them in. Yeah, if you want to hear something cool, get them in there. Um, we'll gladly cover whatever you want to hear. Episode 34 featured a sneak peek of the Spooky Family Podcast. Elliot, Dirty, and Beagle, take it away! <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris Christofferson. Is that, is that his name? I've, I've never learned his I've, name. I've never talked to him other than saying hello or goodbye. Yeah, I know, it's... We should probably, if he's going to be in our house, we should probably get to know him. When he know. stares at me at night, um, it's, it, it's it creeps a me little out. uncomfortable. Um, but he's really good at turning the fan on and off. So he is, you know. I like it on that. Ooh. All right, guys, you are here with perfect the inaugural the perfect temperature. You are here for the inaugural episode of the Spooky Family Podcast, and we are so Yay. glad you're here with us. Yes, I am Elliot Spooky, <laughs> and to my right is my beautiful wife. I'll let her introduce herself. Gertie Spooky. Gertie. Gertie. 
Guarantee. And to my left is our wonderful half man, half animal brother in law. I am the legal beagle. He's like he's like Spooky. Teen Wolf, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like the, all I the wish I was half as cool. <laughs> half as cool as Teen Wolf. As Teen Wolf. Is it just the basketball scene? No, that's a real lot. Never mind. Anyway, guys, we've completely lost the script. This is uh, this is not how we should have started the first episode, but it is how we have started the first it's episode. It's in the books. It is in the books. <laughs> so, uh, what are y'all into? Like, uh, you know, we've got a lot of new listeners, I hope. People who don't know us from Here to Chew Bubblegum. That is our sister uh, what, what? podcast. Yeah, what's up, Goose? What's up, Cronkite? <laughs> Gotta what's give up, a shout Ned? out to the boys. That's right. And, uh, you know, we're, we're part of a bigger, you know, network of podcasts now. There's there's all kinds of podcasts here network. in uh, the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're trying to branch out a little bit. We've got uh, Talk Junkie with our buddy Justin Perkins over in Knott County. He's doing a fantastic mm-hmm. job. And uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a couple more. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's some hopefully that we're going to pull into it. But uh, we are looking for emails. If you want to email us, please do so. It's uh, Elliot at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Gertie at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. And Legal Beagle. Nope. 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 It's not Legal Beagle. It's just Beagle. Beagle. It's just Beagle. They couldn't get legal. It's not formal. Nope. No formality to it. Then it'll be... uh, We were sued by... Did I sue myself? You did. Harvey Birdman attorney at law. (laughs) Then, uh, you know, get get at me at Beagle. Yep. At Spooky Family Podcast. Podcast. Dot com. Dot com. That's right. Great. Good so, job. yeah, you know. fa- fantastic job. So, listen, we, we've, we wanted to start out with something that was near and dear to us. You know, we like ghost stories. We're all about ghost <laughs> stories. But there's plenty of time for ghost stories. Well, um, we will get there. We will get there. Pump the brakes. Yes. But here's the thing. So, our next big topic was, well, maybe we should do, um, I don't know, creepy pasta. We'll get there. We will get there. It's coming, I promise. Guys, easy. Scary anime. I'm not, I'm not excited by I that. Mean, I mean, oh, I know Beagle oh. is. I'm only excited to hear <laughs> how you all... Our befuddlement. Yes. Interpret it at the plot lines that you're going to yeah, try to explain. because they are is out there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that I'm looking forward to, but I'm <laughs> like I'm sitting in a room right now, folks, and there are posters of what I'm assuming are anime, and they all look insane. They're very scary, and we'll talk about those on a new segment that will debut in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, we've, we've got some guests lined up that we want to bring in, but we didn't feel like the first episode was a guest episode. We want you all to get to know us. Guys, make sure if you want to email us, Elliot at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Gertie at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. And Beagle at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Yes, and if you want to text us, call us, and leave a message or any of that good stuff, you can do that at area code 276 Two nine nine one six eight one. We want to hear from you. Please give us all of the information that you can. If you know anything about these missing four, if you have a theory about what's happening, send it to Let us. Let us know. Yeah. yeah, we definitely want to read that. Uh, we'll, we probably won't read any emails until around our third or fourth episode. We we're not you know 
We, we don't want to rush anybody. We want to get this out there. Please share our podcast with people. Guys, we will see you all in about a week's time. Uh, you can listen to us every Thursday on Spotify, on iTunes, on uh, any place where you listen to podcasts. Quality podcast. Quality podcast. Not just any old podcast. Quality podcast. Anywhere you get that ear candy at. That's right. <laughs> Guys, watch out for Bigfoot. Watch out for aliens. Watch out for crazy, feral, cannibal people living inside the woods. And, and the forest. Fae. And, and the, the forest. And the fae. Oh, well, yeah, we need to talk about them. Yeah. But. All right, guys. This is Elliot for the Spooky Family Podcast. Stay vigilant. Elliot and the family out. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs> As we celebrated Halloween all month long, we were blessed to have the Spooky Family stop by and be a part of episode 52, which premiered October 25th, 2021. In the studio with me is Elliot, Gertie, and Beagle of the Spooky Family. Uh, with Rebecca is uh, Wicked Wolf, correct? Yes, and, sir. Uh, you guys are from a secret location, a location in Massachusetts. And I'm just here all by myself. <laughs> it's a Walmart bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey Rebecca, this is Elliot. I just I need to ask a question. Can you hear me? Yeah, she said yeah. Okay, what's it like being a leader of a cult? <laughs> Very overwhelming. Very overwhelming. <laughs> okay, I was just wondering. I mean, like I've always that's you know it's been a dream of mine to be honest, but uh, just to be around someone who's actually. Getting that done, that's just amazing. Yeah, heavy as the head. Heavy as the head. I understand. Respo- responsibilities are huge. I get it. Flavor is the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Exactly. When do you serve the Kool-Aid and what flavor is it? Elliot. It's funny you think we use Kool-Aid. That's, that's funny. I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Flavor-Aid. I know that, you know, I get it. Oh. oh, no. We hand out we hand out joints here. Oh, well, that's... Uh, yeah. It's in the I weed. See, I can see that. I can... Yeah, I get that. And Dirty Dam's got a sign-up says 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. That was a... Damn. I mean, that is a great way to start a show. Well, I mean, it's just... It's it's something I've wondered about for a while yeah. now. So. You know, and when you said I've got a... Wait, I thought you were going to ask her how to read the map. No, 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 no. I've... I figured out how to read the map. You just throw something at it, and whatever it lands on, that's probably what's real that day. So, like, that's that's what I've got. That is exactly how you're supposed to read yes, the map. Exactly. That's I figured that part out. Yeah, a little bit after I got it. So. Yeah, and we're also live on Twitch, correct? We're up live. Yeah, that's uh, where the uh, that's where the comments are coming from. Yes, uh, Streamyard. We can comment back. We're live. Elliot, I have a question for you. When will we get more Elliot's articles? Buddy, they're coming. It's 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 one of those things where. Um, Attack. We we want to do it, yeah. and we try to do it. But then, if you've ever listened to the Spooky Family podcast, each all episode's the time. like two and a half hours long, three hours long. <laughs> so we go in with intentions of doing a one hour episode and then recording all kinds of Elliot's articles. And um, yeah, that never happens. Well, so. it's just but like we're, our, our TikTok presence. Um, <laughs> uh, strong, really, we, thank you. It's really strong. Right yeah, now. we've done five um, videos five months ago. Maybe, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, so so who's in charge of your TikTok? Is that Beagle? Uh, that that would uh... <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah, Beagle. That would, that's me. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And uh, I ask him all the time. I'm like, hey man, when are you gonna do some TikToks? And he's like, uh, I brainstormed. Uh, if you want to take it over, I just want to say 
I Elliot, the, just go ahead the and exact take over. same thing that Elliot just said about Elliot's article. It's true. It's very true. Oh, they're coming. They're coming. We actually do have our theme, like our our uh, topic. We have it picked out and ready to go. That's what she said. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, the the whole goose wearing a Dunder Mifflin shirt. I thought I thought Eli was going to be here and we were going to like see some worms. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so. yeah. No, we the worms. We're we're actually going to delay that just a couple of weeks uh, okay. because you know um, your guys' show will be two parts. Awesome. Uh, this part will be airing on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. And then, uh, then it won't be Halloween. Okay. So, so. You, you'll be taking us into November as Happy well. Happy November. So, Happy well, not Halloween. Happy Christmas pregame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Do actually, not what, take away Thanksgiving. That is my fucking holiday. <laughs> because well, Colt said so. So <laughs> says the cult leader. So it must be. <laughs> He w- he was actually telling us a story before we got on the air about we may have some uh, turkey shortages this year. Yeah, turkey. Like we were told, I was told by somebody that uh, now is the time to get your turkey and freeze it because come come uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas there may not be any left. And uh, for those of you 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 guys can't see it, uh, Rebecca now has her crown on. Oh, uh, so well, happy Flocksgiving to you, it's Rebecca. It's pink and full of feathers. Flocksgiving. Happy Flocksgiving. And, uh, but uh, it's always a fun time when the spooky family's in the house. Uh, um, Aaron, Wicked Wolf, uh, what what do you want me to call you today? Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron. Sorry, I, yeah, I do no, not it's know all right. why. It's, it I looks like Aaron that. when you read it. Aaron. I get it all the time. So I'm I'm just going to call you Big O. How's that sound? It starts, starts with, an with an A. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call you and Timmy. And Big O opens up the conversation to go a whole different direction that you gotcha, probably don't want to gotcha, go. Gotcha. God, he is, he is over you. for five or today. Him. Or him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca, do you want to start out with some listener email? And uh, Oh, sure. Let me, um, let me get that uh, pulled up here. And for everybody uh, in the studio and Oren, Big A, a.k.a. Timmy, you know. Timmy. You guys feel free. <laughs> feel free to help us answer the uh, listener email as well. Uh, Rebecca and Dirty Dan have some real good ones at, at the end. So, which one am I starting with? Uh, start out with Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap everything up and close everything out for this week. I want to thank you all for tuning in, and as always, remember you can call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling six zero six three seven three 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 nine six. That's 606-373-3396. You can email me, Goose, at heretochewbubblegum.com, Dirty Dan at heretochewbubblegum.com, or Rebecca at heretochewbubblegum.com. Be sure to check out the Spooky Family at spookyfamilypodcast.com. Next week on the show, we'll be featuring some of my all-time favorite moments from Here to Chew Bubblegum. Have a good week. Help someone if you can, and if you're able to, always pay it forward. Until next time, this is Goose reminding you, it's never too late to be what you might have been. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.